Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Speedo, legend Douglas. I'm just merely Freddie Coleman, presented by what? Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series so XM Channel 80, and always through your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. By the by, regarding Harry, always want to stroll down Miami Beach in his leopard speedos. David Scruggs hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. And H Dogs 83 saying, Man, Harry, I love you. Not if to visualize you in a leopard print speed on South Beach. He says, negative Ghost Rider, I am already full. <laughs> he said, I'm already what? I'm already full. That's from the movie. <laughs> Devin Kane. That's from the movie. Oh, negative, no. negative Ghost Rider, the landing pattern is full. That's what he's saying. Pause, my brother. That's my, not even pause worthy. My brother, brother. So, so let me get this straight. I, I paraphrase a line from the movie. That's a pause. But Larry talks, Harry talks about his leopard print speedos and nothing, nothing, nothing hey, at all. They they wear speedos a lot in Maybe in, later. in, in, in places. <laughs> Apparently, you love to find those places so you can just go strolling. Well, Love Friday is where I really like to find the places. I know. Love Friday. Three days away, so just stay tuned. It's three days away for Love Friday, but it's Electric Circus Tuesday. And especially when it comes to all electricity surrounding the matchup this weekend in the AFC Championship game. Harry, we finally get something that I hope is the beginning of something special. I'm probably going to be wrong, but I don't care. Because we never, ever got Kobe Bryant versus LeBron James in the NBA Finals. We were begging for it. A couple of times we thought we were going to get it, and it didn't happen. This is as close as this is in the National Football League. These two prime guys about to both be Super Bowl in terms of contestants, if the Baltimore Ravens win, or even two-time MVPs in the NFL, because Lamar Jackson is going to win that award. So this is fantastic. I hope it's the beginning of something special where we finally get like a Kobe LeBron situation involving Patrick Mahomes and also when it comes to Lamar Jackson and both of those guys meeting for the right to go to the Super Bowl. And and I think we need to cherish it and really embrace this matchup, right? This Absolutely. is the first time we've been able to see these two guys face off in a playoff setting. And the reason why I'm telling you to cherish it and embrace it because, Freddie, we don't know if we're going to get it again. We know for the last six years what the standard has been for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. We, we know that they've been there, but we've also seen Josh Allen have a trip. Mm-hmm. We've seen Joe Burrow, right? Um, but at the same time, when you look at the landscape of the National Football League, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll stay particularly in the AFC, mm-hmm. when you look at these other quarterbacks, mm-hmm. I want to see who's going to become the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Does that push Justin Herbert mm-hmm. now into a different light? So more, so much so that we haven't talked about him in that, in that capacity uh, through his first few years in the National Football League. When you look at C.J. Stroud and what D'Amico Ryans was able to do in their first year with the Houston Texans, is this going to continue? Is Trevor Lawrence finally going to find some consistency, 
right? How is Joe Burrow going to come back? Is Joe Burrow going to come back 100% healthy like he did from his previous injuries and still tear the National Football League up, right? right? You have so many dynamic quarterbacks Mm -hmm. in the AFC conference that – we don't know if we're going to get a Lamar Jackson and a Patrick Mahomes uh, a, a ton of more times. We, yeah. we wish we can get it. Right, yeah. But we don't know. I'm going back to something you just said about cherish these kind of things, and that's how much I cherish what I had a chance to see three different times, the trilogy so far involving Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City. Always something weird and wacky would always happen involving those two guys and both of those teams. And do you know how certain games are relentless? That trilogy was, was relentless. None of us could breathe after Sunday. And the time before, we couldn't breathe. And the time before, we couldn't breathe. When you have that kind of speciality about something like that, you're right. You do cherish it. So I don't know if we're ever going to see this again. It, it, there's much more football for these two to play. And it's, and it's not knocking any one of these teams, nope. their organization, Absolutely. or these players as quarterbacks, as individuals. It's just using common sense and saying to yourself that mm-hmm. there's Josh Allen, Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Tua Tungavaloa, C.J. Stroud, Trevor Long- All of these guys uh-huh. are in the same conference. Uh-huh. So it's not a guarantee yeah. we're going to get this. No doubt about it. Although there's a certain guy in New York that's mad at you. You mentioned his name, Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure we'll be talking about you and Pat McAfee showing these back on that. You didn't mention him. If they Tell get the offensive line to act together, they got guys that can play with the New York Jets. Tell like, them bring it on like the movie. I, I'm sure. Oh, wow. You went cheerleader on me. Well yeah. done. Yep. <laughs> you went cheerleader yep. on me. You didn't go like Braveheart. You went to the other side. Tell them bring far. it on. I'm sure he will. But we know Patrick Mahomes. He's ready to bring it. And Marcus Spears, ESPN NFL analyst last night on SportsCenter, he talked about the most impressive thing about Patrick Mahomes is... The adversity that they've been through all season long, and he's still over a long course of people letting him down and his receivers and all of the conversation, he still had faith to go to those guys in critical situations and they came through for him. He went back to an old friend in Travis Kelsey. He went to MVS. Patrick Mahomes is just that guy. He's the generation of like LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Mm. Yes, there are other great players in this league. There are guys that are going to have tremendous careers. The only problem is that when we talk about them in, in totality at the end of their careers they will have been been a part of the Patrick Mahomes generation and the most important thing to me Freddie is what we're trying to get these other young quarterbacks to do mm-hmm. when everything is at peaches and cream right Patrick Mahomes he makes it right he finds a way to get it done when it's the most important time to be able to be in that situation and get it done. He finds a way year in and year out. By the Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. I always wondered, there may not be an answer to this question. What makes Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes? Mm -hmm. Because there's so many things you can pluck out of the air based on what you've seen, based on what you experienced, based on what you heard, and attach it to Patrick Mahomes. Six straight conference championship games at the beginning of his career. I don't count the first year because that was a gap year. He was not going to start. Alex Smith was entrenched as a quarterback. But the minute that he became the starting quarterback, it just looked different. The final game of that regular season, his rookie year, playing against the Denver Broncos, where he didn't have the guys out there with him like Alex Smith had. And he went out there and he was doing things. I'm thinking, God almighty, this guy can't turn out to be that good. I was on record saying, man, if he turns out to be that good, he's even better when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. And that, like you said, it's not shading Lamar Jackson what he's done in Baltimore. That guy's about to be a two-time MVP. 
He's been special and dealing with a lot of adversity. People saying he should play wide receiver, too athletic to play quarterback, not an accurate passer enough in the pocket, not enough of a leader for the Baltimore Ravens. And he has shut that down, shut that down, shut that down, all those naysayers this year when it comes to Lamar Jackson. But you mentioned it perfectly, Harry. There's certain guys that got it. And when you're around it, you want it all around you. You don't want to go away from it. I mean, I don't know if Tyreek Hill has buyer's remorse. He got his back from the Miami Dolphins. But I wonder at times you listen to it talking about Lowe and say, I know you're accurate, but man, I miss that guy. That guy's won a championship without me. I may never get to a conference championship game without him. He was special from the jump to a point where you said to yourself, man, the league's going to run through him, not the other way around. And for me, it's a few things, Freddie. Number one, I'm going to mention his father. And a lot of people are probably saying, why is he mentioning Patrick Mahomes' father? And his father played professional baseball. Well, that's why I'm mentioning him. Because Patrick Mahomes was able to grow up seeing certain, th- certain things. True. So moments aren't too big for him. Seeing star players and, and famous people isn't new to him. Mm-hmm. Right? Because right. he grew up around certain things sure. because of who his father is. Right. Number two is the physical attributes. Being able to, from baseball backgrounds, with him playing baseball growing up, right. and from his father, being able to throw from every arm angle. Absolutely. Being cool, calm, and collected. Being able to throw off platform, Mm -hmm. never feeling pressure at certain moments. And then lastly, I would add, having a coach and also a culture that was set by Andy Reid and being coached by Andy Reid. And I can't help but look at the three previous years before Patrick Mahomes got there. It's not like he was going into a situation where, you know, Patrick, you got to carry us all. Right. Well, the three previous years in 2017 – uh, the Kansas City Chiefs had the four seed. They were ten and six and won the AFC West in 2016. They had the two seed. They went 12 and four in 2015. They had the five seed. They went 11 and five. So the culture mm-hmm. in Kansas City was also set for him. So it, it wasn't one of those dysfunctional organizations that he had to go to. Right. All he had to do was just go right in and play quarterback. Right. On top of having one of the best coaches that we've always seen, that we've all time uh, seen at, at the coaching position in the National Football League. Weighing on what you think you're going to see this weekend. First time that we're getting this. Maybe the last time. Because the AFC, like Harry Douglas says, is stacked. What do you expect to see for the first time with these two? Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City and Lamar Jackson of Baltimore Ravens meeting in a playoff game. And this playoff game is for the AFC Championship Join the conversation of Freddie Harry calling line at Triple H say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. What do you think you're going to see? Because I hoping I'm hoping it's the beginning of something special, but with a stacked AFC, it may not be. 888-729-3776. And you mentioned Lamar Jackson and how we both have seen him progress as a leader. Somebody who really knows about that is his teammate, Cal Van Noy. And he talked about that as much as the Ravens linebacker when he was on the Pat McAfee show earlier today. I think it starts with the players. Uh, We're a player-led team. Honestly, it's been awesome being around a leader like Lamar Jackson on the offensive side and Roquan Smith on the defense. Those are two leaders of our team. They've done an amazing job putting their voice out there to say, we're not just trying to win, we're trying to dominate and stay locked in. Uh, You've heard Lamar say that over the course of the season. He means it, and he means business. Yeah, because he stood on that business in the locker room when it was 10-10 at halftime against the Houston Texans on Saturday, and he said, oh, yeah, I spoke up. I said some things you do not want to hear. He said not just in church, but even in the streets. That's how much he got on his players, and I guarantee you that is something he would not have done 
two or three years ago. I'm because, glad you yeah, said that, because Freddie. Because that's something that Patrick Mahomes, because a couple of players that I know that associated Kansas City Chiefs, like, oh, yeah, he came in the locker room one time and we weren't playing up to that standard. He said, what the bleep are you guys doing? And we all whipped our heads around to say, Patrick means business. We better get our assets in gear or he's going to kick our assets. That is something that people don't know about from Patrick Mahomes, that Lamar Jackson made it very, very clear. I know what I'm all about. I know what the team's all about, and I was not going to have any potential upsets happening with the Houston Texans at my team's expense and our championship game experience that we have not had as an organization. I'm going to use the word growth because I think in 2023, Lamar Jackson has been able to grow in so many different components of life Mm -hmm. from the contract situation and his family, his mom representing him in in those regards from being quarterback of of this organization, being a leader, being more vocal. Uh, But something that I never take for granted is he always had the trust of his teammates. Absolutely. Right. And 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 the organization. 100%. He's always been the face of it. I love the simple fact that I've seen him lately getting on his teammates because when you are respected at the level that Lamar Jackson is by his teammates, you're allowed to do that. When you're the leader of the football team, you're allowed to get on guys. But I also love the simple fact that I've seen him praise his guys during a ball game after getting on somebody. Yeah, saying that Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. (laughs) He's allowed to do that, and Mm -hmm. I'm glad he has embraced that role because sometimes you can't just be Mr. Nice Guy. You got to tell guys what it is and how it has to be and how you expect it to be for them to understand it. Not everybody can take it in a nice way. Sometimes you have to get grimy about it. But at the same time, they know that they understand that you're not – you know, demeaning them. You just want the best and you demand the best and you don't want a, 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 a opportunity to slip through the cracks. Yeah, I hope this is the beginning of something special. But if it is going to be something special, the common denominator, Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City, first with Josh Allen and now with Joe Burrow and also now with Lamar Jackson, two of the three of the top four quarterbacks in the NFL all playing on the same side in the AFC and have to deal with each other for God knows how long. And we're all here for that. John Q in Kansas City at 888-729-3776. John Q, we get our Kobe versus LeBron that we never got in the NBA. Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson for the first time in the playoffs and an AFC championship on the line. John Q in Kansas City, what say you? Hot sauce ready. <laughs> that boy, you bad. Terry, we appreciate y'all, man. I want to thank y'all for taking my call. Man, this is the matchup we've been waiting on. Remember the first year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? Well, that year, the Baltimore Ravens was the number one seed. And the Chiefs was a two-seeded. That that first game in Arrowhead wouldn't have happened if Baltimore would have lost. I wanted that was the game I was wanting to see back then. That was the matchup we was wanting back then because you know Lamar Jackson was was that dude, and Patrick Mahomes was just coming up. He was letting everybody have it back in the day. I mean, he he was coming through there. He was making himself known, letting people have it. And Lamar Jackson was the MVP, if I'm not mistaken, that year. Right. We've been waiting on this matchup. We want the best. We in Kansas City. We want the best. <laughs> but, but I would say that that's another reason why you you seen a vocal or you heard about a vocal Lamar Jackson, right? Because mm-hmm. he won MVP that season. Yeah. He was on that team when they had the number one seed and the Tennessee Titans came into M&T Bank Stadium Absolutely. and sent them packing, sent them yeah. home. Yeah, no doubt about it. This is the biggest game that Lamar Jackson has played in his NFL career. There's absolutely no doubt about that because of the guy on the other side. Not saying it would not have significance if, if it was an AFC Championship game and somebody else, but when you're playing against the gold standard and you believe that, man, if I could do, I can do that, 
I've seen what Patrick Mahomes has done, and he has great respect for Patrick Mahomes and vice versa. But I'm sure the competitor Lamar Jackson says, man, I can do that. I've shown I can do that. And now I get a chance to prove it. He has to come to my cage. I don't have to go to his cage in Kansas City. <laughs> He's got to come to mine. I want to make sure he does not do to me what he did last week, this previous Sunday, against, against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. That's why for that kind of – I don't want to use the word legacy because it's too early for that when it comes to these two. But for your reputation, you get a chance to add to it if you're Lamar Jackson. You're able to do something that only Joe Burrow has done, only Tom Brady has done, and Josh Allen has not been able to figure out Harry in the playoffs taking down Patrick Mahomes either home or away. And he's had three opportunities to do that in Buffalo. Well, for Lamar, we we haven't seen this matchup between him and Mahomes since 2021. I think it's only happened four times totally. And Lamar, I believe, is one in three versus Mahomes. But even that game in mm. 2021 was a thriller because I remember the Ravens. Had to come back the, and win that they game. They had to come back and win. Freddie, I, yeah. I remember falling asleep during that game and woke up really? towards the end of the game and was like, man, Baltimore came back because it didn't look good early on for Lamar Jackson and company. It wasn't. But, but, they, <laughs> but they found a way to get it done. And I, I just hope we have another one of those epic thrillers, man, yeah. uh, between these two players and their, their respected teams. Yeah, real quick, by the way, for those who don't know, the TV ratings for Bills versus Chiefs was over 50 million people that watched game three of that trilogy involving Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City versus Josh Allen in Buffalo. I wonder what kind of number this is going to do. It's an earlier kickoff at 3 o'clock Eastern time. But you got these two guys for the first time ever. Can you imagine that game approaches 50 million or even more? And it turns out to be the kind of game that you saw the first time, that I saw the first time, where Baltimore called it a comeback and they have not been here for years. They're able to win that football game. If that number was that for Bills Chiefs, I can't imagine what kind of number on Sunday it's going to be for the Ravens versus the Chiefs with a championship on the line. But on top of it, I, I, and I understand we're talking about the offensive side of the ball, you got to think about how dynamic these two defenses are. Absolutely. Right? With the playmakers that they both have sure. defensively yeah. with their two defensive coordinators yeah. and Steve Spagnola and yeah. Mike McDonald and the way they both, both of them like to the blitz. And yeah. th- this going to be this going to be one. This going to be one. Harry, no one cares. It's all about the quarterbacks. It's all about Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Well, I, I, I like all around football, though, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> but here on Planet Freddie and on Planet Harry, we know that doesn't matter. It's <laughs> the quarterbacks when it comes to Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes true getting story, together true, for the first true, time true. in the playoffs. Marcel in the Bay Area, we're getting this for the first time. Hopefully not the last time. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson facing each other in the playoffs. Marcel, what do you expect to see? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? First of all, I got a little bone to pick with you guys because about four weeks ago I called in uh-huh. and you had a show with the NFL Power Rankings. Okay. And I told you the Kansas City Chiefs was the number one team based upon the, the, the Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Reid factor and you laughed at me off the air like a dog told me. I was more than, <laughs> more than welcome to call the show. But Marcel, I'm going to need my head examined and all the rest. And I keep receiving, baby. Was I here for that show? So I was here for that show, wasn't oh, yeah, I? You, oh, yeah, you was here for that show, yeah. baby. So I'm calling in, <laughs> and I keep receiving. I just want to say this before I go. My man, Rick Flair, used to say a long time ago, I'm styling and profiling. I'm willing and dealing. And Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and, 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 and Lamar Jackson is going to be a great game. But Lamar, you the reigning MVP. And guess what, baby? In order to beat a man, you got to beat the man. Woo! <laughs> 
<laughs> Marcel, I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. Man, that's that's one of the greatest calls that we've ever got. No doubt. No and there's doubt. nothing people wrong with y'all keeping receipts and calling in. Hell yeah. We don't we don't take things personal. Never. Listen, if you you feel a certain way about your team Absolutely. and they're showing up yep. like Marcel's team is doing, the Kansas City Chiefs, you call us and you let us know. You let us have it. He did. And we're all for it, as a matter yeah. of fact. Because, you know, as long as you don't you get see per- no, yeah. You see none of us. We can't say nothing because the Chiefs in the AFC Championship Exactly. Game yeah. <laughs> we, as long as you don't get it, make it personal, we won't get personal. That's all. <laughs> That's all. That's, That's the it. motto. Don't make it personal. We won't get personal. You make it personal, we're going to get personal. Yeah, as get far ugly as that goes. From that point. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> ugly like UGLY. We'll need no alibi when it comes <laughs> to stuff like that. By the way, we're going to do the last Freddie Harris Selection Committee when it comes to the conference championship version. We'll go do that in the 6 o'clock hour this way. Marcel of the Bay Area can keep more receipts when we're wrong, maybe potentially, about the Kansas City Chiefs. That comes up at, in the 6 o'clock hour. Don't forget about Conference Championship Sunday. Tune in to ESPN Radio on Saturday with the playoff preview with the pros. That starts at 4 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. But the Philadelphia Eagles, they're not part of Championship Sunday. They were not even part of Divisional Playoff Weekend. But now they're going to make some changes. How much of that will really put Nick Sirianni, their head coach, on that hot seat? He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Last year, the Eagles had to replace both of their coordinators because they became head coaches. This year, they had to do it again. And it has nothing to do with those guys becoming head coaches. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So what does that mean for Nick Sirianni? As a head coach in 2024, let's bring in an FOS friend of the show. He is Tim McManus, does a great job as an ESPN Philadelphia Eagles reporter. Hit him on Twitter at Tim underscore McManus. Tim, I put it out there. I get the sense that whoever's going to take over the offense and defense is not going to be Nick Sirianni's call as a head coach. So, Tim, how hot is this seat going to be in 2024? 
Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be you know significantly hot. I, I think you're right. Um, and if we look back at the at recent history with this organization and how the front office works and look at Doug Peterson, who was the only Super Bowl winning coach in the franchise's history, we saw that once it got a little bumpy for him post-Super Bowl, that the front office stepped in a little bit more onto Peterson's turf, had a little bit more say about what coaches are getting hired got more kind of into the weeds uh, in terms of football management things. And so if we're following that arc, then that could be the way that it's going to go for Nick Sirianni, who, uh, you know, hasn't even spoken for his end-of-season press conference. It's been over a week here now, Freddie, uh, and he is scheduled to talk with Howie Roseman tomorrow. They're going to do a joint press conference where there's going to be all sorts of uh, questions thrown at him. But the very fact that that press conference hasn't happened tells you that there was a lot going on behind the scenes to get to this point where where Sirianni is remaining as the head coach and, and moving on with two new coordinators. Now, one of the main reasons, or I should say two of the main reasons why Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles are in this situation is because of the two coordinator positions. And when you have a ton of success like they did in 2022, you see guys depart for head coaching jobs. So you have to bring other guys in or hire within your own uh, organization uh, and elevate guys. Now, we know moving forward, he's going to have to find other coordinators. What type of coordinators do you think he's looking for? And do you look for guys that can get the best, uh, I should say, the, the maximized talent out of the, the personnel that they do have? Yeah, great question. I think on the mm-hmm. defensive side of the ball, you would probably lean towards a veteran coach where you can just kind of you know, hand off the responsibilities on the defensive side and say, run with it. I think that that has worked very well for this organization in the past, uh, something that, you know, I think that they would use as a, as a blueprint moving forward so that Sirianni can just focus on the offensive side of the ball. And the offensive side of the ball is the more fascinating and complicated side for me because, you know, by all accounts, this was Sirianni's offense. Even though Brian Johnson, who's very well thought of both in that building and throughout the NFL, even though he has, you know, a lot of great ideas and input and is, is really well thought of. It doesn't seem, according to my reporting, like he was able to really make that offense his. It was more like it was Sirianni's box, and and Johnson just had to find a way to fit his own philosophy in that. And that just really didn't make for a very smooth operation between Johnson and Jalen Hurts and Sirianni. And so does – do the Eagles kind of go in a different direction and say, all right, well, let's, let's find, get other people's ideas and have it, the, this new OC kind of make it their own, where you're looking at somebody like Eric Bieniemy, Or uh, are you going to go with somebody that's more aligned with, with Sirianni to give him sort of a, a final shot uh, to make his offense work? And so that's going to be really, really interesting. There's guys like Clint Kubiak out there, Kellen Moore, mm-hmm. Zach Robinson, the passing game coordinator for the Rams. Like these are some of the names that you know are are floating out there or, or available coaches, and um, and we're going to see who the Eagles end up landing on. The always terrific Tim McManus, ESPN Eagles NFL reporter. Hit him on Twitter, Tim underscore McManus. Joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. What does your gut tell you where the Eagles might be leaning on the offensive side of the ball? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, I think that if we look at what 
you know, Jeffrey Lurie, the, the owner of the Eagles, has valued uh, in situations like this before. He's wanted to bring in guys who have uh, some ingenuity on the offensive side of the ball to help uh, an offense that has gone stale out. That's that's what he ended up doing with Peterson. So if you're if you're looking for somebody like Robinson uh, to come over who has has had access to Sean McVay as an example, uh, T. Martin, who's a, an ascending quarterbacks coach with the Ravens, who could you know certainly lend some insight there, or Clint Kubiak, passing game coordinator for the Niners, uh, obviously with tied with Shanahan there like it seems like they would want to in one form or the other be able to pull in those kind of ideas so I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they at least look in that direction well Tim when you look at the quarterback position and Jalen Hurts is he going to be a part of this as well are they going to you know listen to any feedback that he may give you know Nick Sirianni and also the front office in regards to the new offensive coordinator that, they, that they're going to bring in yeah, I think it's a, a delicate line that they, they really have to walk here uh, when it comes to Hurts because you know, they ended up giving Carson Wentz a little bit too much sway in that building, and it didn't really go well for them. At the same time, they, they just paid Hurts $250 million mm-hmm. and, of course, are going to want to get his input on how to move forward here with things. And a complicating factor is that you know he and Brian Johnson were – were really tight. Like they've known each other since Hertz was four years old because, because Johnson had, uh, was played under, uh, Hertz's father at the high school level. And so their bond goes way back. Um, and now you're removing him from the equation. So there's that familiarity that you're losing. And I know from my reporting that, that Hertz was, uh, not very happy with the direction of the offense, particularly over the second half of the season, and was hoping for some change that never manifested. And so you're you're in a situation where you know, the offense that Sirianni was was rolling out there just wasn't really vibing with the quarterback. Um, and so now, of course, you're going to have to account for that. You're going to have to figure out a way to make sure that Hertz and Sirianni and the new OC are all on the same page because that wasn't quite the situation last year, from my understanding. How much did Joel Embiid scoring 70 points last night will make things better tomorrow at the press conference? <laughs> well, I know people in, in Philly. It gave them a little boost, Freddie. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, they've been down in the dumps over the last week. And so for everybody to gather around the TV and watch uh, watch a Sixer do something that nobody, not even Will Chamberlain did when he was yeah. a Sixer, was pretty awesome for everybody to watch. That was like just a, you know, a, a short reprieve. Uh, as we transition into some serious business tomorrow. You're always awesome, Tim, man, man. Great stuff as always, my friend. Take care and keep us updated. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Sounds great. See ya. He's an FO West friend of the show, Tim McManus, ESPN NFL and Philadelphia Eagles reporter. Hit him on Twitter at Tim underscore McManus. He was here in Freddie and Harry. Thanks to Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700, $750 on average. That's going to be an interesting press conference because we haven't heard anything from Sirianni. We haven't heard anything from Roseman. We haven't heard anything from Jeffrey Lurie, the owner. And they're all going to be there tomorrow. So whatever the vision is going to look like in 2024 and the questions that will be thrown at those three gentlemen, especially the coach and general manager at that press conference, that could get really gummy if you're Nick Sirianni in what I believe he's going into a hot seat year in 2024 as Eagles head coach. That's right. And you don't want it to be gummy if you're any one of those three guys that you just mentioned. But I would say this, it has also given them a lot of time to prepare yes. for everything that's going to come their way within this press conference. So it, I think it's imperative and very important 
that they're on the same page when answering questions about the plan that's going to be happening moving forward. Yeah, understanding, and especially that market, yep. what you said is extremely, extremely important. They have not had, they have not gone into situations and not have a plan or not have a response. Because when Nick Sirianni was hired as the head coach, they were getting destroyed in the Philadelphia media and by the fan base. Like, who's this Nick Sirianni? You got all these other people out there. Why are you hiring that guy? And last year when they got to the Super Bowl, what a genius move it was by the Eagles. <laughs> and then this year, they need to get rid of Nick Sirianni. I'm tired of him. They've always gone into these situations, whether it's Howie Roseman, the general manager, and Jeffrey Lloyd, the owner, with a plan and a response to however people are going to think about that plan regarding players, regarding coaches, and especially regarding their head coach. Well, that's why I don't think it's a coincidence that they've waited this long, right? They want to make sure, and I don't see a a problem with it, making sure that you're on the same page before you go face those wolves. Right, no doubt. Right, because there are going to be questions of all type of sorts within that press conference, right, that they're going to have to be able to answer. So you want to make sure you dot all your I's and cross all your T's Mm -hmm. so you sound the same. You sound in unison. You don't want one person to sound this way, another one to sound another way all out of left field, and next thing you know, things are contradicting with with your messaging. So I I think it was important for them to make sure that they're on the same page and they go over everything before the press conference actually happens. He's Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter, HDouglas83. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, part of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, we're going to get to the news of the day involving the Milwaukee Bucks at the 43 games, firing their head coach, Adrian Griffin, who had the second-best record in the Eastern Conference and the third-best record in the NBA. But we also mentioned Joel Embiid and the 70-piece with all the fixes he put on San Antonio last night. Wait until you hear what NFL player I compare him to, and I guarantee you he is not going to like that. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on SiriusXM Channel 80. And always, always tell that smart speaker of yours that play ESPN Radio. Or oh, we're going to get into Adrian Griffin firing in his first year. Not even midway through his first year. 30-13 and 13 record. Second best record in Eastern Conference. And Milwaukee Bucks fired him. Gabe Neitzel from 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee. He's going to join us in about 15 minutes to talk about that and how they are reacting in that city to it. That's in about 12 minutes. But the other things we can talk about as we get ready to run the fast break. Down court Durant all by himself, and he throws it home. How about that? This is a Freddie and Harry NBA fast break. Knowing you put up 62 points in a basketball game, you don't get outshined. Unless somebody else the same night puts up a 70-piece. <laughs> and that's what Joel Embiid did. Breaking the 76ers record held by Will Chamberlain. Becoming the ninth player in NBA history to score at least 70 points in a game. He broke Chamberlain's franchise record of 68. He had 18 rebounds, five assists. That line has never happened in the NBA before Monday night's game. By the way, he scored the 70 points 
on the anniversary of Kobe Bryant scoring 81 when the Lakers beat the Toronto Raptors. That led Joel Embiid to say, From the time I started playing, Kobe was my guy. Uh, he's the reason why I started playing um, basketball. And it's funny because on the same night, he had 81. And you know, that was my favorite player. So, you know, when I started, I was the guys that I was looking, you know, I was looking up to. And, you know, they, they were doing all this. Freddie, Joel Embiid is on another level right now. I want people to put into context about his last 21 games. He scored over 30 points in his last 21 games, 13 30-point games, five 40-point games, two 50-point games, and we all seen last night the 170-point game. I I think he's hungry. I think he's locked in, Freddie. I think he's putting everyone on notice uh, that not only does he want to win another MVP individually, but he also wants that team's success. Everything when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers, it goes through Joel Embiid. He's a leading scorer right now in the NBA. Um, He's the ninth player in NBA history to score 70 points. Ironically, um, and this is just where the game has gone. He's the third one this season. We've seen it from Damian Lillard. We've also seen it from Devin Booker. So I, I just think Joel Embiid and how this team is playing together as, as, as one unit. You look at Tyrese Maxey and how he's, he's balling. Tobias Harris has stepped up his play. Right. Uh, Kelly Oubre, since he's come back from injury, uh, he's, he's playing exceptionally well. I, I feel this team different than the 76ers we've seen the last five years that either had a second-round exit for those years and a first-round exit in which they got swept by the Boston Celtics in one of those seasons as well. I think I just, it just feels different to me. Yeah, you know why? Because there's a one guy named James Harden who's not there getting in the way of Joel Embiid. Let's call it as it is. The minute that they moved on from James Harden, even when he didn't play last year at times or even the beginning of the year, they looked a lot happier without him than when he was on that team. And they didn't they didn't crush his name as they finally traded him to the Los Angeles Clippers. Joel Embiid was like, look, he needs to be somewhere else. We wish him well, and we'll go from there. It could have been very easy to do his name dirty. They didn't do that. But they look a lot better and a lot happier bringing in Nick Nurse and not James, having James Harden there. That's why Joel Embiid can make that case that he right now is the best player in the league. Nikola Jokic has been fantastic with the Denver Nuggets. And I can't wait when those two play each other this Saturday, 8.30 Ooh. Eastern time on ABC and ESPN Radio as the Denver Nuggets host the Philadelphia 76ers. Cubs begins at 5 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app presented by Indeed. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be a fantastic match again because the first time they met. But if you're Joel Embiid, right now he is the NBA's version of Josh Allen. I've seen, maybe not to this level, but I've seen him dominate in the regular season. Ooh. And then something or someone always seems to get in the way of getting out of the second round and getting into the conference finals. Josh Allen has had his great moments. But then when the rubber hits the road, something gets in the way or someone gets in the way, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes. If Joel Embiid, this is the best 76ers team in terms of being ready to go after a championship that he's ever had in Philadelphia. No James Harden getting in the way. You got a better head coach that can maximize your offensive skills. We've seen that. Leading the league in scoring at 36.1. But I do not want Joel Embiid to be the NBA's version of Josh Allen because I've seen how that's in it for Josh Allen, and I don't want that to be the same thing for Joel Embiid unless he tries to get away with my New York Knicks. Then we got a problem. Now, when you get to the tail end of the NBA season, I think this is something that Nick Nurse, he has to have in the back of his mind 
the last two years going into the playoffs, Joel Embiid wasn't the healthiest guy. Absolutely. You cannot have that this year, especially the way your entire team is playing and, 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 how, and how everyone is bought in. You want to make sure your big guy, the, the center of your, football, your uh, basketball team, is healthy going into the playoffs. So there's no questions. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Mm-hmm. He's going to be there so he can be dominant. Also, you have to say, say this. The last few years in the playoffs, too, he has been defended a lot differently Absolutely. in the playoffs than he's been defended in the regular season. Right. you got to start preparing for that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. February, March. No doubt. You really do. Yeah, having a guy like Nick Nurse who knows how to put you in the best positions in offensive basketball, I don't think that's going to be as much of a problem this time around for Joel Embiid like we've seen in previous years. Although he had a really cool moment. He gets next to Victor Wembanyama. He's like, wow, he big. (laughs) He's he's taller than I thought. That is what 7'3 looks like because normally he's on the court. He's the biggest guy, and he had another two inches to go before he got to Victor Wembanyama. So he had a great night. So did Carl Anthony Towns in terms of scoring. 62 points. 44 in the first half, and all he got was a lousy T-shirt because the Timberwolves had an 18-point deficit go away and lose to the Charlotte Hornets 128-125. to Despite that performance, the head coach of the Timberwolves, Chris Finch, was not a happy coach. Well, I mean, it was an absolute disgusting performance of defense Ooh. and immature basketball. My Lord. Um, all the way through the game. So it really didn't slip away. It had been there from the jump, so... This is what happens when you uh, have this type of approach. He did not hold back, Harry Douglas. <laughs> not at all. But uh, in my opinion, rightfully so. I view the Minnesota Timberwolves now, that is Anthony Edwards' uh, basketball team. Absolutely. And I, I get it. Cat balled out. He had 62-something points. But it comes a certain point in time, only four of those points were scored in the fourth quarter. So I, I needed to be team basketball. I needed to get back to what we do best, mm-hmm. right? At the same time, because he was so exhausted toward the tail end, he didn't have nothing left in the gas tank. So whenever your head coach calls you out like that, he's sending a message to you. Yeah. Because we've seen some immature play from Carr Anthony Towns the last two or three postseasons or um, play-in situations. Mm-hmm. They haven't been the brightest and the best. Right. So I think it, he needs to grow up at some point. And by the way, the Minnesota Timberwolves have the best record in the Western Conference. Chris Finch is like, look, stop reading your press clippings and your Twitter accounts. We got a long way to go to be the kind of team that you're supposed to be. And last night was not it, despite the cat clawing his way to 62 points. So if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, 43 games in, you fire your head coach. What now? This is Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.